This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. I'm the titular Sean. And I'm the very titular Carrie. It's the show that takes you inside the unbelievable, the unexplainable, the macabre, and the bizarre and tries to find an answer. Hello, Caroline. Hi. This week you have a um another another little little spook fest for us. It's gonna be another another ghostly episode. We're getting back to uh, it's been a little while, I think, since we took a, a walk on the spiritual side. Sure. Um, would you like to share um, what we're taking aim at this week? Yeah, so back in the days of my youth, I used to watch all the creepy-themed travel channel shows my dad could find on the TV Guide. Your Josh Gates's, your... Uh, oh, um, this was probably pre-Josh Gates, but yes, he's certainly heavy in the rotation. Your Zach Bagans, your, your Bagans Zach. <laughs> yes, your Hunter's Ghost. Uh, and the one place that would always come up in their roundups of the strangest and most haunted places in America was the Winchester Mystery House. Mm, yes, that's right. The lady built a bunch of rooms. That's <laughs> the extent of my knowledge. Yep. This week we'll be investigating the odd story of Sarah Winchester, the lady who built a bunch of rooms. A lot of rooms. Uh, her family and the possible curse that prompted her to erect a house that she never stopped building right until her death. The hammers never stop banging or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just from a swamp thing. There's a swamp thing about this. We'll talk about it later. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, the Winchester family originally lived in New Haven, Connecticut, just a little while away from where we sit recording this podcast this very day. About 40 minutes? Probably closer. I mean, well, if you take the merit... That's a whole nother story. Okay, let's not get into the Californians <laughs> here. The kinetic... What do you call it? Kineticutians? The nutmeggers. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you might remember from one of our first episodes that we have the Remington Arms plant or the remnants of it in Bridgeport. And apparently we also had the Winchester uh, stuff here as well. Oh, gotcha. But the... Uh... House is, I don't know if you already said this, on the other side of the country, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Patriarch William Wirt Winchester was the son of Winchester Repeating Arms Company founder Oliver Fisher Winchester, and he worked as a treasurer for the company. Winchester Repeating Arms was a prominent American maker of repeating firearms. Uh, do you know what these are, Sean? repeating firearms oh um these would be i i suppose some early uh, uh, oh not a precursor to the uh, machine gun but this is kind of a precursor to semi-automatic guns like a, a lever action rifle maybe would be an automatic yes uh this is basically the concept of a gun that could be shot multiple times without reloading between every single shot 
Back in the day, you would have to reset your gun after every shot. Basically, you know, you have that long thing with the little button on top. You push everything down. There's the cotton. You have to clean it out. That's why in Civil War movies, um, a lot of or Revolutionary War movies, you'll see this kind of long painstaking process between every bullet that is shot. Um, But now with the repeating arms, you could take multiple shots without much of a pause, or at least not like it used to be. In fact, the model 1873 Winchester rifle was commonly known as the gun that won the West. Mm. Because it killed a lot of Native Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it it makes it even easier when you're shooting very quickly and the other people don't have as many guns as you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't have any guns. Yeah, yeah. Because of this, the Winchesters were bonkers rich. But, as they say, money can't buy you happiness. Uh Or health, especially in the 1800s. William Winchester and his wife, Sarah Pardee Winchester, had a daughter named Annie in 1866, but Annie, tragically, was born with a complication that made her unable to process calories, and she died of malnourishment just six weeks after her birth. Oh, that's uh, horrific. So yeah. she, she couldn't at all process... Uh... Yeah, she just wasted away. It's like a, a child-wasting disease. Yeah, a little earlier in the pandemic, I could have used that uh, (sighs) uh, disease, you know? No. (laughs) The Winchesters were devastated by this, but it wouldn't be the last of their ill fortune. They had no other children, and William would also die uh, later in March 1881, this time after a long battle with tuberculosis. This is not a good, uh, uh, you know, personal... No. This family's having a bad run. Mm Mm-hmm. Sarah, because of the death of her husband and having no heirs, was the last inheritor of William's 50% stake in the Winchester Company, and she netted $20 million in the day's money, which today would be worth approximately $550 million. Oh, that blood-soaked money. Mm-hmm. So like I said, bonkers rich, and that was only half the worth of Winchester. It must have been over a billion dollars in today's money. Shortly after William's death, Sarah gave some of her money to create the Winchester Chest Clinic at Yale New Haven Hospital and picked up to start anew in California where some of the extended family lived. Okay, well, the big donation, maybe that's enough to get the uh, uh, ghosts or the guilt off your back. Well, the Winchester Center for Lung Disease still does exist at Yale New Haven in case you come down with any tubercular issues. Great. So there's that. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) In 1886, Sarah Winchester bought a 40-acre plot of land with an unfinished farmhouse on it in San Jose and began her work not only to reinvent the structure of the house, but make sure it never stopped growing. Uh, yeah, and, and why was this? Yeah, why, why did she do this? Well, the legend goes like this. Drowning in her grief soon after William's passing, Sarah Winchester visited a medium in Boston, hoping to contact her dead husband and daughter. The medium apparently did not connect to any Winchester family members, but did find that Sarah and the Winchester family were indeed haunted by spirits. The spirits of American Indians, Civil War soldiers, and others who had been killed by Winchester rifles. 
The medium told Sarah that William and Annie's deaths were caused by these angry spirits, and Sarah was the next victim in line. <laughs> That's, I mean, she didn't personally, but yeah. <laughs> it's basically a curse on the Winchester family, mm-hmm. is what the medium presented, and they all... F- Offered a solution. Um, Is this our first family curse on the podcast? No, we did the Kennedys. Oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) That's the beginning of epitome. The ultimate, the ultimate family (laughs) curse. Uh, The solution offered was this. Uh, Sarah could appease the spirits by building a great house for them. As long as construction on the house never ceased, Sarah would not be in danger. Yeah, but they still keep making Winchester guns? Well, that's not up to Sarah. She can only do so much. So she's trying to get the hell out of Dodge. She's moving across the country and she's building the spirits a house. Why do they need a house? They're they're spirits. I don't know. They're bored, I guess. Want somewhere to go. What are they gonna do with the square footage? I assume a lot of them are displaced by and, and confused about their deaths, and maybe this is kind of a, a congregation spot they can all go to. A spiritual community center, perhaps. Was she building basketball hoops and like... (laughs) No, but she uh, built just about everything else. Pickleball courts? Sarah decided that she would take the medium up on this offer. And it's not completely certain whether this specific Boston medium story is true to Sarah's experience. But it's become the common accepted answer for why she undertook this strange hobby. Um, Oh, so, so this isn't like... There's no proof that this happened. She might have just and liked Sarah having Winchester a... was never um, interviewed. We don't have any of her writings, as far as I know. So she might have liked just having a big house, or she might have just been uh, crazy. Well, she was crazy either way, right? <laughs> well, it's a crazy house, and we'll get to that. Uh, Sarah had the money for this hobby, if you could call it that. Her wealth gave her an income of roughly twenty-seven thousand dollars per day in today's money, plus an additional 777 shares of stock in Winchester Repeating Arms. 27000 a day? Yes. That was income? Yes. <laughs> she was one of few people who could afford to build a never-ending house, which is good because that's what she decided to do. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, well, she's creating jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Initially, her ha- her home was known as... Uh, Yanada Villa, or House on Flat Land, but it's come to be known today as the Winchester Mystery House. Yes. And I think that is trademarked. Do they, um, I suppose they probably charge you money to go uh, take tours of it now? Mm Mm-hmm. Carpenters were hired to work around the clock on the construction, and Sarah directed the additions herself rather than employing an architect. This could be the reason why the home has a number of strange oddities in the construction. There are doors and stairwells that go to nowhere. There are windows overlooking other rooms, doors just opening to the outside of the house, but you're on like the third floor and there's a straight drop after that. Well, that seems dangerous. Yeah. That's a hazard. Mm Mm-hmm. This could be because of Sarah's lack of architectural know-how. I don't think that just because you go to architecture school, you know. Yeah, I I mean, like, why would you? I mean, I think I would know that 
you shouldn't build a stair well into the ceiling. Thank you. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. If if it starts looking like an M.C. Escher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I would know that I'd gone awry somewhere. Mm-hmm. Many think that these strange building touches were added to purposefully confuse the angry spirits plaguing the Winchester family and make it difficult for them to find Sarah within the maze-like home. Kind of a very elaborate feng shui. Yes, exactly. Sarah Winchester seemed to be a kind woman, despite her introversion. As you mentioned, she was a job creator. She was very generous with her employees. She employed 13 at a time and paid $3 a day, and the going rate at the time was one fifty. so she didn't have to do that. No, but she also could have been employing these people building, like, somewhere for homeless people to live. <laughs> well, sure, but she did give anonymous contributions to orphanages and many other local charities, so she, did, she had her hobby, but she did nice things, too. She would also welcome neighborhood children to play on the grounds of the Winchester estate and would even sometimes invite them in to eat ice cream or play the piano. However, she was also seen as an eccentric. She Oh, really? <laughs> she wore a dark veil over her face at all times. Her whole family was dead. She was in mourning. Mm-hmm. And there were stories of her firing servants if they caught a glimpse of her face. No, that's, that's uh, <laughs> interesting. Tales spread of Winchester's odd behavior, and it's for this reason we don't quite know nowadays what is true or what wasn't. For instance, it's said that neighbors would hear a bell ringing at midnight and 2 a.m. every night, which, according to lore, were the times for the arrival and departure of spirits at the home. And according to teacher means an angel gets its wings. (laughs) Exactly. Some stated that Sarah Winchester never slept in the same bedroom two nights in a row so as to confuse any evil spirits attempting to seek her out. Yeah, what does she think? Spirits are just bumbling or they're Mr. Magoo, uh, Mr. Magooing around the house. They, they're they stymied by a, uh, a, a suddenly ending hallway. Maybe. The home had an incredible 40 bedrooms across its 161 rooms, meaning she could spend each evening in a different bedroom every single night for a month and change before she'd have to repeat herself. So that's confusing for a spirit, I guess. I guess, but <laughs> if you're a spirit, I don't know. You've got nothing but time to check those rooms. I guess. At the very center of the Winchester house is the blue room, which was said to be Sarah's seance room. Legend has it that she would go every night to commune with the spirits, wearing one of 13 specially colored robes, to receive guidance from various spirits for her construction plans. Why was I certain you were going to say one of 13 different hats? (laughs) She's a jaunty lady. Maybe she has hats to go with the different colored robes. Could be. So these spirits that she might have been getting her orders from... so. There's kind of two ideas. She's either trying to confuse the spirits so they can't catch her, or she's getting orders from the spirits on what they want the house to be, because it's their house, and they're not architects, so maybe this is the true reason for all the architectural oddities in the home. Did you do the seances alone? I think there was a mix, but I know that she, it said she did them every night, so I'm sure there were times where she was alone. Well, I mean, it sounds like she could pay people to come and sit and hold hands with her if she really needed. Some, I mean, she had some family members that were a little more distant. Um, she had a niece that lived in the house for 15 years until she Elvira? Was, <laughs> no. Uh, until the niece was in her 30s, she got married. Um, so she had family 
you know, around. It just wasn't super close family. There is an obsession with the number 13 in the house. Aside from the 13 workers always laboring away on the construction, there were little touches like closets having 13 hanger pegs and halls having 13 ceiling panels. Okay. Well, it's, it's, that's just a superstitious kind of a number. Yeah. It's usually a bad luck number, so it's interesting that she chose to incorporate it into her oh, good luck house. the ghosts liked it. Maybe there's 13 ghosts. That was a bad movie. I think twice. <laughs> there's also a spider web motif repeated throughout the house, uh, including a spider web window that featured both the web design and the repetition of the number 13, making it the spookiest window we've talked about so far on the podcast. <laughs> That's a, uh, a prime distinction. Mm-hmm. In 1906, the coast of California was struck by a major earthquake, reaching an extreme 7.9 magnitude. Before this point, the house had been seven stories total. Today, it's only four stories. Wow. Mm -hmm. several, several parts of the house crumbled. Shattered. Yeah. Winchester was trapped in the Daisy bedroom, one of the many rooms in the home, and had to be freed with a crowbar after the quake. Was it only her house that was affected? Because that no, would be amazing. No, it was the whole Bay Area. Either way, I'm sure she saw this as the work of the curse. Sure, absolutely. Um, along with much of the north wing of the home, the eye-catching tower to the right front of the house partially collapsed, leaving its remaining structure unstable. Eventually, all traces of it were removed. In the immediate aftermath of the earthquake, Sarah moved to her houseboat in the mud flats of Burlingame. Her spirits were dampened by the damage to her home and the damage to the project that consumed much of her time. This houseboat, by the way, was known as Sarah's Ark and was reputedly kept there as insurance against Sarah's alleged fear of a second great flood, you know, like the biblical one. Mm -hmm. And she would build a new wing onto the boat every uh... <laughs> Every spring or? <laughs> no. House historian Janan Boehm said, quote. Sorry, house historian? Mm-hmm. Uh, this house or houses generally? This house. Uh, said, quote, she didn't tear it down, but she never restored it to what it had been. She did what it was necessary to make the structure safe and watertight, then stopped. When she did return, she stayed mostly in the West Wing, never fully repairing the North Wing's damages. It's like the beast. Yes. So here are the stats, the, the main stats for the Winchester Mystery House as follows. It, uh, the house itself is... This is, you're reading the back of the baseball card. Now. Yes. It is 24,000 square feet. Well, that's, listen, we're house shopping right now. That's a lot. That's a lot to clean. Mm -hmm. uh, there were 20,500 gallons of paint required to paint the house. Mm -hmm. That means nothing. <laughs> means nothing to me. It's a ton of, ton of stuff. It's a lot of paint. Uh, 10,000 panes of glass in all those windows. Mm. 2,000 doors, which wow. seems insane. That does seem but, insane. But, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's one hallway that's just you open a door and then there's a door behind <laughs> yes, it. Yes, exactly. You open a door and there's a door behind it. 161 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces. Uh, I think it's 47 each. 52 skylights. How about just having a glass roof? Yeah, basically. 17 chimneys for all those fireplaces, I guess. Uh, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, three elevators, two ballrooms, two basements, 
and cost totaling $5 million in 1923 or $71 million today. I love when chimneys, uh, when fireplaces share a chimney. So you've got a fireplace yeah. in each room and you can peek through. Mm-hmm. That's on the list. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Party Winchester died on September 5th, 1922 of heart failure at the ripe old age of 82. Perhaps she hadn't moved around enough that week because she did happen to pass away in one of her uh, bedrooms that she had been sleeping in since the night before. So she hadn't switched over. Okay. So it was on a night when she slept in the same bed two nights in a row. Yes. Listen, she's 87. She's getting tired. (laughs) Exactly. Also, when an 87-year-old dies, we don't have to blame... Ghosts? Ghosts. No, I said it's just an old age. Yeah, yeah. She was eventually interred in Evergreen Cemetery beside her husband and child back in New Haven, Connecticut, and left a will divided into 13 sections, which she signed 13 times. What is she, a Harry Potter villain? (laughs) In her safe, nothing was found but two locks of hair and the obituaries of her deceased husband and infant daughter. Today, the home is open for tours to the public and hosts Halloween events each year, and the stories continue to be told. So we'll discuss the strange legends and possible hauntings surrounding the house even today after the break. Ooh, can't wait. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. When last we left you, Caroline had just finished giving us the lowdown on the true story of uh, good old Sarah Winchester and her ever-growing, possibly haunted house. (laughs) And uh, she promised that after the break, we were going to get into that possibly haunted part. Um, Caroline, what are some of the legends and lore and, um, you know, maybe even hauntings uh, over at the Winchester Mystery House? Yeah, well, the mystery encompassing the Winchester Mystery House didn't die with Sarah Winchester. In fact, the stories about the possible hauntings in the Winchester House are still spreading today, thanks in no small part to the very same travel channel-type ghost shows that first turned me on to the legend of Sarah Winchester back when I was a kid. And that mystery is, this bitch crazy? (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Or just, why? Why? Yeah. The house also seems open to the tales as well, inviting different ghost shows to investigate and reporting that psychics have experienced many strange things within the house, such as the phantom playing of an organ coming from one of the ballrooms. This ballroom, yes, has an organ in it, but it does not currently work. Okay. So where is the organ music coming from, Sean? A great question. Are you going to, to like reveal an answer? No, it's probably just the spooky... Uh, Ghosts. Or- ghost yeah. organ. Yeah, ghost organ, obviously. Okay, classic ghost organ. <laughs> Could be wind whistling through something. I don't know. Mm, I mean, I think I would know the difference between that and an organ. 
No. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> the strangeness of the house's construction can contribute to the off feeling one gets in the house. In Psychology Today, Frank T. McAndrew, Ph.D., theorized that the house has a lack of what environmental psychologists call legibility, the ease with which a place can be recognized, organized into a pattern, and recalled. So due to the confusing layout of the home, we may get lost or feel like there isn't an easy escape while we're in it. And I would imagine that creates kind of a claustrophobic feeling. So it's a really bad memory palace then. Yeah, and it just gives you creeped out vibes because you, you're you not understanding what's around you. And as humans, we don't like that. Sure, it breaks your mind like the alien in an H.P. Lovecraft story. <laughs> sure. Some paranormal investigators, such as Dr. Jeff Dwyer, believe the house contains one or more portals or vortexes that connect to the spirit world. Oh, this is some Dr. Strange and Mr. <laughs> Norrell shit right here. And this, these could have perhaps been created by Sarah herself inviting the spirits into the home. Jonathan Strange, not Dr. Strange. <laughs> Don't email me. <laughs> that would be a great crossover, though. Oh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> So um, these vortexes could be felt by the so-called effects of electromagnetic energy, which spirits are supposed to be comprised of, and these can cause nausea or dizziness, which are often felt while in the house. Hmm. So who... Could this be because you're constantly walking up and down stairs <laughs> and swinging doors open? I don't know. But who is it that might be in the house? What What spirits... Well, I mean, there are, of course, the spirits of those killed by Winchester guns. Right, so that narrows our suspects down to literally millions. Well, that's the problem, right? Uh, and these are spirits that Sarah was either running from or consulting with in the construction of the house. Uh, confused ghosts of Native Americans, Civil War soldiers cut down by those with a Winchester in their hands, and even spirits um, that m might have arrived after Sarah started making the house because they were still making the guns. Could have They could have even shown up after she died. Right. I, again, don't know why the spirits were satisfied. They like, they like with more architecture. House. <laughs> they wanted a place to live. What a nice little house. That's what we want right now. Okay. They didn't demand she dedicate her life to ending gun violence. <laughs> no, just, you know, make a house for us. They didn't demand she sue to strip her family's name <laughs> off of the company. That's too complicated, Sean. Build a house. <laughs> Just build a house. Uh, that's too complicated. Let's build a bunch of staircases into walls and out of the, the, the house. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then uh, there's Clyde, a former caretaker of the home that's said to still wander the halls to this day. Clyde? Mm-hmm. Is he an orangutan? Nope. He's a guy. Some employees and visitors have reported seeing a mustachioed man pushing a wheel wheelbarrow in the basement or repairing the ballroom fireplace. Visitors generally first believe that Clyde is an actor wearing period dress. He uh, has white overalls usually and a Victorian boater hat, only to be told that the home doesn't employ any costumed actors. No, my name's John. I'm a friggin' janitor. <laughs> What With do you a mean? Chaunty hat. I'm pushing a friggin' broom. What are you talking about? I'm wearing my coverall. Who are you? <laughs> Clyde will sometimes gently tug on someone's shirt or skirt during tours, 
and once, according to longtime house maintenance worker Denny, has been heard as a pair of footsteps in the off-limits water tower. Denny followed the footsteps all the way to the roof. They were just a little bit ahead of him the whole time. And there the search ended because there was no one in sight. It would be hilarious to hear how echoey that hallway might be with your own steps. <laughs> well, no one else is allowed to be in the water tower. No, I know, but the idea of just his, oh. his own steps echoing back. <laughs> I and he's think like, you would be able to tell. And every time I stopped, he stopped. <laughs> Human-shaped apparitions and shadow people have been spotted in the house, around corners, and even peering out of windows in photographs. Wait, with like the shifty eyes like a Scooby-Doo cartoon? No, no, just like the shape of someone looking out of the house from a window. And no one was supposed to be there. In photographs of the house. Yes, of the house. Not in photographs hanging on the wall. No, not as Scooby-Doo. Oh. According to Insider, I know. According to Insider, one guest identified as NR told Winchester Mystery House staff that outside in the front gardens of the mansion, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. It was what appeared to be a bushy haired woman staring out of one of the windows on the second floor. As soon as she saw me, she turned and walked away. I originally thought nothing of it, but a few weeks later, I learned that when photos were taken with these specific second floor windows, Sometimes a bushy-haired woman had appeared in the background. Uh, nice try remaining anonymous, but I'd recognize that Norm Reedus patter, patter <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Orbs have been seen in the stables and various rooms and captured in a variety of photos. An employee identified as NB told fellow staffers that I was going to clock out for the day and on the way I saw a small woman dressed in black near the picnic gardens. It put me a little on edge, so I hurried to clock out. On my route back through the estate, the woman was not there anymore. The woman had looked just like Mrs. Winchester. Well, she was a tiny woman, old woman dressed in black. Yeah, but they know what Mrs. Winchester looks like. They're employees. They've seen pictures, portraits, whatever. The story of the Winchester Mystery House has inspired all different kinds of art, including a musical called The Haunting of Winchester, commissioned by the San Jose Repertory Theater in 2005. Oh, they didn't have the good bad taste to just call it Winchester! Exclamation (laughs) point. No, um, I assume they were trying to make a good musical. (laughs) Uh, There have been short films like Sarah Winchester, Opera Fantôme, which I think translates to opera phantom okay um and the film haunting of winchester house produced by the asylum infamous creators of such schlock features as (laughs) sharknado the da vinci treasure titanic 2 and the bewildering the 9-11 commission report the da vinci treasure (laughs) the house appeared in the is 9-11 commission report based on the book of the same name i assume that there's like so (laughs) on the asylum wikipedia there's a whole list of the filmography of the asylum and also all the movies that it's quote inspired by aka (laughs) ripping off and next to that was like united 93 and world trade center so i assume that there are some 9-11 scenes in it do you think it must be very offensive but do you think it's doing a jfk like an oliver stone style like they never go that far sean (laughs) Um, They're not making art. Yeah. No. 
It appeared in the 100th episode of American Horror Story, was the setting for gothic horror comic House of Penance by Dark Horse, Mm. and inspired the setting of Stephen King's Rose Red. And of course, as you may know, it was the inspiration for the 2018 horror film Winchester, starring Dame Helen Mirren as Sarah. They might as well have stuck an exclamation point on that thing from (laughs) what I understand. (laughs) Because it stunk. I mean, I haven't seen it. Have you? No, I haven't. But it it was... It was uh... was nominated for four Razzies. Yeah. Um, So in this film, Sarah Winchester is the widow of William Winchester. Okay, we're there so far. Check, check, check. Uh, She's left in grief by the deaths in her life. Yep, this sounds good. Having received more than $20 million in inheritance, she Uh convinces herself she is cursed by the ghosts of those who died at the hands of Winchester Firearms. That's right. Okay. Yep. 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 Got it all right here. After seeking advice from a medium, she begins building an enormous, seemingly never-ending mansion in San Jose, Jose. eventually to be named the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. So this is an exact replica (laughs) of the true story. Yep. They made a documentary (laughs) starring Helen Mirren. The house is under constant construction, and Sarah's niece, Marion Marriott, which I have to hope is a real name, (laughs) because that's a dumb character name. Please tell me she's a hotel heiress. Um, I'm not sure, but she is played by Sarah Snook from Succession. Uh, Shiv. Yes. Uh, She lives in the house with her son, Henry, and at night, Henry is possessed by a mysterious entity. Dr. Eric Price is summoned to the house to assess Sarah's well-being and discovers Sarah is building a prison for hundreds of vengeful ghosts, and the most terrifying amongst them have a score to settle with the Winchesters. Oh, a prison? Yeah, or asylum. They used both words. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe like to to trap them there. And that could also um, be a theory because... They could be so confused that they could never, they might never be able to get out of the house. So the villains in that movie are the ghosts I of all the murder victims? I didn't see it. So that's just the synopsis. So, I mean, there might be a twist at the end. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was also the Winchester Mystery House. It was also the inspiration for uh, a great issue of Alan Moore's saga of the Swamp Thing. Mm. Um, it was issue 45, Ghost Dance. And um, they strike Winchester and call it the Cambridge House, but it's basically um, the same plot. And specifically the line, uh, they repeat the line, the hammers must never stop falling. Mm. And then um, at one point there's like a shootout of cowboy ghosts killing each other for like hours in the living room and they're all just shooting bits off each other. And uh, you see the hammers falling on their revolvers. And, you know, once again, the hammers must never stop falling. Um, all wow. very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I think a couple of gun nuts go and visit the house and uh, uh, they get murdered by... Ghosts? <sighs> Ghosts. <laughs> the deep sigh. What is Swamp Thing doing there? Oh, you know, it, I think... He's just that, hanging out. Probably Abby Arcane wanders into the middle of it and then Swamp Thing has to save her. Okay. Oh no, she's he saves two of the uh, Abby's not in there. Swamp Thing saves one of the couples that's but at the house. Why is he at the house? Isn't he in the swamp? He's just passing through. He's in the <laughs> swamp, he's in the woods. Okay. He's everywhere, baby. So he just baby. happens he's to be thing. in the swamp next to the house that is like super haunted. Let me see. I have a summary of it here. I haven't read this in forever. 
Yeah, Swamp Thing, um, it's looking here, doesn't show up until like halfway through the story. Um, one of the characters prays for help. And, and Swamp Thing comes? And Swamp Thing arrives, um, you know, maybe by coincidence, maybe not. Weird. He's a literal god. Sure, but is he the most appropriate god for this situation? If, maybe if it was like Swamp Ghosts. Well, in that he is the embodiment of life itself, he is sort of the, the perfect thing to fight against um, death. Interesting. Yeah, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing slaps. <laughs> Uh, and you might not know this, Sean, but aside from Swamp Thing, it even the house even inspired Walt Disney's creation of the Haunted Mansion at Disney World as well. No, but uh, Haunted Mansion imagery did float through my head when you mentioned the organ. Um, mm-hmm. I thought of that, those whirling dancing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently, Walt Disney himself, made a visit to the Winchester house. He was very inspired by all the weird architecture and stairs to nowhere and craziness of the house, which I think they uh, incorporated in different ways in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, in the Haunted Mansion, it's so crazy that the stairs are all um, like moving uh, rail carriages. <laughs> As we mentioned, it's also been host to several paranormal lockdowns like Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, the BuzzFeed Unsolved Boys, Ghost Brothers, Mythbusters, and Most Haunted. This is the Haunted Mansion we're talking about? No, the Winchester House. Though the Haunted Mansion, as we talked about in Dark Side of of Disney... Is full of corpse dust. Is full of corpse dust, probably full of corpse uh, spirits as well. Well, that's a big probably. (laughs) I think so. Our favorite Ghost Adventures fellas visited the house twice, and it was in their more recent Return to Winchester House episode that they experienced their most explosive evidence. Zach finds himself shaken almost immediately. Sarah Winchester designed this house with sacred geometry, and all these different (laughs) angles are meant to connect with the astral plane of the spirits and victims that died from her family's rifles. What? There's more than secret passageways here. Oh? There's secret spiritual portals here. You can feel them. (laughs) You can feel them. You can feel them. So... He's so serious. Mm -hmm. Um, You had mentioned to me that there's a big... You felt the difference between the previous episode at the Winchester House and their uh, kind of triumphant return. Yeah, so there was like 10 seasons in between. And initially, I mean, I showed you a clip from the first one, which I can only get on Amazon because they don't have it on Discovery+. Plus. Um, the first one, I mean, he's like stumbling all around. He's singing uh, <laughs> like a prayer, I think, in the house. Yes. Uh, he's a lot goofier. And now he is very deadly serious. Yeah, and and the editing was silly too. Like there there was a a very silly. There's mm-hmm. the only way to say it. Montage of Zach just trying to get set up for an interview with this guy on a ramp. <laughs> it's like, wait, no, now I'm taller than you. We should let's switch. And then yeah. it's very tight space. They're squeezing through. They put music behind it. Mm-hmm. Might as well have been the Benny Hill music. Borderline. It was borderline <laughs> yakety sax. Absolutely. Later, the team goes to Sarah's seance room to try and contact some spirits of their own. 
There, they see a figure pop up in a chair via their wireframe camera and eventually request their tech Billy to go sit where the figure is. Oh, I love the wireframe ghosts. Mm -hmm. They look like little stick figures. That's good. That's good. Leave it. Yeah, it's not. Oh, look! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep it still. There's a shot. There's a spirit. There's something sitting in that chair right now. There's a guy. Somebody. That's Aaron's reaction to literally, <laughs> literally everything. Love it. Oh, look! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep it still. There's a shot. There's a spirit. There's something sitting in that chair right now. There's a guy. Somebody standing in that chair right now. What the hell? Yeah, I can see that. There's somebody sitting in the, that chair right now. And what it looks like is a, because if you were a listener, you can't see this. It, it is a green stick figure mm-hmm. standing on the chair. His little feet are there, and he's uh, he's just standing there. Mm-hmm. Bill, um, sit down in the chair with that figure. See what happens. Yeah, and at the end there, uh, the wireframe figure basically looks like it's teabagging Billy. Yes, uh, absolutely. Straddling the face is more, uh, what did they say, standing on your head? Not accurate. No, it's definitely crotch in the face. A while later, Zach joins the fray to try and communicate with the spirits. He is pushed on the stairs, the same stairs where years earlier, Dr. Jeff Dwyer told him he felt the presence of a spirit portal. And uh, this was also that kind of slapsticky scene where they're trying to figure out where to stand. And Zach tries to get to the bottom of who pushed him. What's your name, little kid? What's your name, little kid? Why does he say that? Um, he kept on saying that he heard and saw a little kid. What's your name, little kid? Did you push me on the stairs? Whoa! Oh, what? Aaron, there's somebody on you. Stay there. Sir, I can't move. Stay there. It's the same thing I saw before. It's the same thing I said. This is the crossroads. Oh, what do you know? Aaron's freaking out again. This is the crossroads. Just as I asked this spirit again if it pushed me on the stairs, a voice comes through and says, F you. Did you push me on the stairs? Then, amazingly, I see this small child again behind Aaron and down the hall. And as Aaron turns his camera around, he captures this strange ball of light right where I just saw the figure. God, what a rude ghost. <laughs> I'll push him. They go to the, the trouble, too, of bringing up the spirit box, and F you is what they get? It's so rude. Is that the rude? It, 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 that might be the closest. It doesn't say fuck you. It says F you. Yeah, it is F you. It is the closest, maybe, thing that I've heard to what they said it was supposed to be saying. <laughs> maybe because it was only two letters that it had to sound <laughs> like. But usually it's like, you know, listen, it's saying John killed me. <laughs> Let's hear that again. I don't know. I hear it plain as day. And then the soundtrack's like, boom. <laughs> so, Sean, what do you think about the strange and spooky Winchester Mystery House? 
What do I think? I think it's wild. It's a wild story. I'm so glad that it's in the world. Uh, I'm sorry for that poor woman's mental illness. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for the horrors of, of gun violence. Um, but what are you going to do? I'm sure a lot of those people who got shot deserved it. It's definitely... <clears throat> wow. No. <laughs> what? Some of them. I, I wouldn't presume to know. Um, it's definitely on my bucket list to visit there. I, I would love to see it in person. Um, who knows? Who knows why she really did it? Um, oh, here's the thing. No matter what the reason in her head was, the reason was that she was mentally ill. And I'm not saying that with any kind of judgment. Yeah, but you're, you are saying it with certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the alternative? Ghosts. Caroline. I'm just saying. Okay. What do you I don't I I think the answer is mental illness. Uh what do you think? It's really like the weird stairs to nowhere and doors to nothing that get to me. I think maybe she could have been construct constructing like an endless house to just fill her days with something. Um, but like we said before, I mean, people say, oh, she wasn't an architect. So maybe that explains these weird touches. That's dumb. I'm not an architect. I know not to put a door that leads to the outside and you just drop to the ground, you know, four stories beneath you. Of course. So I don't know why she did stuff like that. Maybe, maybe she was afraid. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, we don't have it from her, her lips, so I'm not sure why she did it. Listen, you know how when um, old people's spouses go, sometimes they go soon after. Sometimes when somebody retires very old, they uh, drop soon after they retire. Mm. Maybe she just, her husband's gone, her kids are gone. She's overcome with grief. She definitely goes a little mad. And maybe she just needed to fill her days and fill her time with something. Well, that I get. I just don't get the weird architecture, you know, the the stairs into the ceiling and stuff. Well, like, that, that's why I you keep... could, you could build a functional house that doesn't have that and still be doing the same thing that she was doing. The, the great part about my favorite part about the, she's crazy theory is it covers that real easy. <laughs> well, what, how she's crazy. Yes. Mm, I don't know. She's like, I like it like that. Cause her brain's weird. I like weird. it like that. I, mm. I don't know, Sean. And I say that again with love and not judgment. Uh, and and I, I hope that she uh, found uh, some kind of peace in all this um, lunacy. But I do think it was lunacy. I don't know. I, I can see her doing the constant building to give herself something to do and some comfort. But I just don't understand the other stuff. So I guess we'll just never know. I guess we'll never know. But we should. Um, it's definitely on the list to take a tour of. Oh, 100%. You can bust out your e-meter. E-meter? Isn't that from Scientology? Yeah. I don't know. You could probably use that for ghosts, right? Ghosts, thetans. Same old. Same old, same old. Half of one, six of one, half dozen. What? (laughs) Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. 
I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. It's Lizard People Big World. This week, the CIA has reported its determination that a foreign country is probably not mounting a global attack aimed at U.S. personnel who have reported painful and sometimes debilitating physical symptoms centered around the location of Havana, Cuba. Oh, is this the sound wave gun again? Yes, this is called the Havana Syndrome, which I also assume is an amazing Cold War spy novel. Personnel have been reporting strange symptoms attributed to the Havana uh, syndrome, including dizziness, blurred vision, memory loss, and headaches in the U.S. Embassy in Havana since 2016, totaling over 1,000 cases of so-called anomalous health incidents assessed by the CIA in its recent investigation. Is it possible American stomachs have trouble with the food? No, because there's other stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Washington Post reported this week that, quote, the majority of cases could be attributed to a pre-existing medical condition or environmental or other factors, the senior official at the CIA said. A few dozen of those incidents, which the official called the toughest cases, could not be explained and will receive further scrutiny. Our work is continuing and we are not done yet. This is what the official said. Uh, It's interesting to note that Canadian diplomats have also reported being affected by the syndrome. In Cuba? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if that's within the embassy or not, but it's interesting to note. It's been theorized by government workers, as well as a report from the National Academy of Sciences, that the symptoms, strange noises and odd sensations that are being experienced could be the result of directed pulsed radio frequency. Uh, pointed at the embassy workers by or at the direction of a foreign power. So this is the National Academy of Sciences theorizing this. I I love the theory. (laughs) The foreign power could be Russia, uh, which has denied responsibility, or perhaps another anti-U.S. government. What about Cuba? Maybe. I mean, we're trying to be friends now, so. Yeah, sure. It would be dumb, but maybe. Uh, A senior CIA official in response to this theory stated, we have assessed that it is unlikely that a foreign actor, including Russia, is conducting a sustained worldwide campaign harming U.S. personnel with a weapon or mechanism. President Biden, along with Congress, signed signed into law this year a bill to address the needs of those affected. I think it's called the Havana Bill, (laughs) something like that. Very creative. Um, In the past year alone... Is it one of those that stands for something? It's like Havana and um, very appetizing... No. No Eh? audio. (laughs) Um, In the past year alone, the reported cases of Havana Syndrome at or near the embassy have skyrocketed. 
Though the CIA feels that it's not the result of targeting in a deliberate attack, they did not provide a different solution for the issue, which has impacted a variety of people in a variety of environments. Secretary of State Antony Blinken addressed the CIA report in a letter to State Department employees Thursday, saying, quote, These findings do not call into question the fact that our colleagues are reporting real experiences and are suffering real symptoms, but also not endorsing the CIA's conclusions, continuing, We are going to continue to bring all of our resources to bear in learning more about these incidents, and there will be additional reports to follow. We will leave no stone unturned. What if Havana Syndrome is like a, um, you know, an 18-hole flu? A what? An 18-hole flu. You know, these guys are posted in beautiful Cuba. They just take a day on the beach. <laughs> oh, sir, I'm having those those symptoms you've heard tell of. I think part of the bill is compensating families of people who are dealing with these symptoms. Some of them are, have become debilitating to them and affected their health. It's actually long-term? I think. I mean, why would you pay them if not? But, yeah. Well, to keep them quiet because there's some other <laughs> spycraft going Could on be, here. Sean. So we'll be sure to update you if any concrete answers come forward. They won't. Okay. That's it for this episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ain't It Scary. And check out our website at ain'titscary.com. You can support the show by supporting our sponsors and becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash scary. And please subscribe to the show and throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be forever grateful. That's right, and come join us on Patreon. Special thanks to our beloved top-tier patrons, Nate Curtis, Sean O'Donnell, Jared Chamberlain, Maria Ferrante, Robin McCabe, Comfy Mike, Alex Nakudis, Ryan Regan, and Christy Atchison. Thanks, guys. We love you. See you next Thursday. Show created by Sean and Carrie McCabe. Music by Kyle Ryan. You can find Kyle at his YouTube channel, Music is a Verb. This has been a production of Longboy Media. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.